Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Alright everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order. We've got a lot to talk about today. Islanders signing three prospects to entry-level contracts. We'll break that down. We also have a better idea of the timetable for when the NHL will get into the actual opening of training camps. So that's phase three of the resumption. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and the time machine will take us back to 1983 as the Islanders win the Stanley Cup for the fourth consecutive year. If you have a question or a comment, something you'd like us to discuss on the air, Please feel free to contact the show, our email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're more than happy to mention you on the air as we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S. NYI will keep you up to date on all the latest news from around the world of the New York Islanders. And there was some news on Thursday. The Islanders signed three prospects, Felix Bebo, Cole Koski, and Blade Jenkins. Bebo selected in the sixth round of the 2019 NHL entry draft. He, uh, Basically scored 29 goals and had 70 points in 63 games with the Quebec Ramparts and the Chicoutimi uh, Seguinese. So he split the season there. Uh, Cole Koski, meanwhile, was a seventh round pick in 2019. He was with the Saginaw Spirit of the Ontario Hockey League. And he had career highs with 34 goals and 80 points in 62 games last year. Jenkins was the Islanders' fifth-round pick back in 2018. He had 16 goals and 40 points in 47 games with the Saginaw Spirit this past year. So three draft picks that the Islanders had made in the last few years signed by the team to entry-level deals, and 
look, that is that is progress. These guys will be at the Islanders rookie camp most likely this coming summer, assuming that it can and will be held after the draft. May actually be more like the fall. But again, uh, always good to get those entry-level deals signed, sealed, and delivered. Meanwhile, the NHL also let its players know that organized training camps, formal training camps, otherwise known as Stage 3 of the four-stage return to play, will not begin until at least July 10th. That news coming from Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet. And realistically, what we're looking at now, it's becoming a little bit clearer. Early June would be phase two, which is the start of informal workouts. If we're looking at July 10th or thereabouts for phase three, which is an actual training camp, then you have to figure that August 1st, give or take, would be the earliest that the NHL playoffs would be able to actually get underway. You have to figure, you know, that August 1st would then give the players approximately three weeks to have camp, get back into something resembling playing shape, and prepare themselves for the postseason. So the NHL kind of trying to gradually get things back. And look, realistically, they can't rush this kind of thing. They simply cannot. It has to be something they do gradually. The informal workouts, which we, you know, have said are limited to six players on the ice total at a time. Players have to maintain social distancing, only wear, you know, wear masks except when on the ice. So, you know, they have to make sure at that point that those practices and informal workouts do not result in players coming down with the COVID-19 virus and, and that, you know, basically things are running smoothly and safely for the players. And then you have three more weeks of training camp where, again, testing will continue. So, yeah, it's a little bit slow and a little bit deliberate, but it has to be this way because the players, A, need to get back into shape. And look, they could do all the workouts they want. They can, you know, lift weights and jog and go on a treadmill or even use uh, some of them may be able to skate in their backyard or use inline skates, but it's not the same as being in game shape. And even the the informal training camp is a step forward. Then the formal training camp will be another step forward. So gradually, bit by bit, the Islanders have to get to where they need to go. It will happen, and they will start preparing for that playoff series against the Florida Panthers. So the opening round of the playoffs, again, all an estimate, and this assumes things run smoothly. We're looking at early August for the resumption of hockey as we know it and the start of what has now been deemed the Stanley Cup playoffs or probably should be called the Stanley Cup tournament with 24 teams involved instead of the traditional 16.
And if you want to get into shape, then try a Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They are 16 amazing flavors, eight have nuts, eight are nut free, and yet all of them are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew. You know, so many protein bars, you, you take a bite and it's hard to eat them because they have a bitter taste and a bad consistency. Built Bars are more like a candy bar in texture and in taste. It's great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Look at the, the peanut butter brownie flavor. 20 grams of protein in one bar, but just 170 calories. 3 grams of sugar and only 3 grams of net carbs. Right now, we have a special offer for our Locked On Islanders listeners. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. All right, it's time for our Islanders birthday of the day. Happy birthday, 57th birthday, to Claude Loisel, who played for the Islanders in parts of three seasons, came over in a trade with the Toronto Maple Leafs late in the 1991-92 campaign, was with the Islanders in 1992-93, and then in part of 1993-94, was a part of the Islanders' big 1993 playoff run, playing in 18 postseason games, Loisel also played with the Detroit Red Wings, the New Jersey Devils, the Quebec Nordique, and the Toronto Maple Leafs during his NHL career. He finished with 616 games played, 92 goals, and 209 points overall. So Claude Loisel is our Islanders' birthday of the day. And Loisel had a big part, as we'll look back at a highlight of his. We'll take you back to April 24th, 1993, the opening round of the playoffs, officially then known as the Patrick Division Semifinals. Islanders in Game 4 of this series, coming into it ahead of the Washington Capitals by a 2-1 to one margin. Game four at the Nassau Coliseum. It was all Washington early. Two power play goals got them started. First with Darius Kasparitis in the box for roughing. Ally Afraidy scored his first in the playoffs. Peter Bondra and Mike Ridley with the helpers. It was 1-0 Washington, and that's how it stayed after one period. In the second, the Capitals continued to turn it on. Mike Ridley... His first of the playoffs, Peter Bondra and Sylvain Cote with the assist at 437. And then about a minute and a half later, Ally Afraidy is second of the game, second of the playoffs. Mike Ridley and Bob Carpenter with the assists. And here we were, not quite six minutes into the second period, and the Islanders were trailing by a score of three to nothing. But the Islanders bounced back. Kevin Hatcher took a penalty. He was called for interference at 7.08, and Vladimir Malakov made them pay. He got his first goal of the playoffs from Pierre Turgeon at 7.17, and after 40 minutes, the Islanders had cut the lead to 3-1. To In the third period, the Islanders got closer. 
Travis Green with his first of the playoffs. Claude Loisel and Vladimir Malikov with the assists at 12.54. And then a minute 20 seconds later, Pat Flatley got his first of the postseason. Ray Ferraro and Uwe Krupp with the helpers. The game was not quite enough for these two teams to settle things out. Washington had Nick Tabaracci in goal while Glenn Healy was in goal for the Islanders. So Rick Tabaracci playing very well. So was Healy, and so the game actually went to double overtime, despite the fact that uh, there were some good scoring chances in the first extra session. And then Loisel, who already had one assist, sets up the game winner. It comes five minutes and 40 seconds into the second overtime period. Ray Ferraro, his fourth of the playoffs from Loisel and Tom Fitzgerald at 540. That beats Rick Tabaracci and the Islanders skate away with a overtime, a double overtime, four to three win to take a three to one lead in this series. Really kind of shocking the Washington Capitals. Ray Ferraro, a goal and an assist. Vladimir Malikov, a goal and an assist. And our birthday boy, Claude Loisel, with a pair of helpers. He was also a plus two in this game, and one of the big reasons that the Islanders were able to win it. They ended up heading back to Washington for game five. The Capitals were able to win that one, but the Islanders win game six at the Coliseum, and that was the game where Dale Hunter injured Pierre Turgeon with what had to be the cheapest shot I've seen in all the years that I've been watching hockey. And uh, the Islanders eliminating the Capitals to begin their big 1993 race to the Eastern Conference, or back then the Wales Conference Final. And uh, that was really the last big playoff run the Islanders had until they win a series again in 2016. It was also Al Arbor's last big playoff run, and uh, certainly an exciting one. Very few people expected a lot from the Islanders. And Claude Loisel, again, two assists in this game to help the Islanders beat the Washington Capitals. All right, journey back with us in the time machine. We go back to May 1983, May 17th to be exact, the year the Islanders win their fourth straight Stanley Cup final. And look, you go back to that year, some of the music, the top five, at number five that week, She Blinded Me With Science by Thomas Dolby, number four on the Billboard charts, Overkill by Men at Work. At number three, Jeopardy by the Greg Kinn Band. David Bowie was at the number two spot on the charts with Let's Dance. And at number one, back in May 17th of 1983, Michael Jackson with the title song off his super multi-platinum album, Beat It. So, uh, off the Thriller album, basically. So, Michael Jackson on top of the charts as far as the movies were concerned. Uh, lots of great films coming out at that particular And uh, 
First of all, Flashdance, right then and there, just released one of the top movies out there. That was released late April of 1983 and was still dominating the box office. Blue Thunder also coming out at that point. And just a week after this uh, Stanley Cup win by the Islanders, Return of the Jedi, also now known as Star Wars Episode Six, coming out. Uh, that was Memorial Day weekend in 1983 to amazing, dominating box office and, of course, very positive reviews. For the Islanders, they were taking on the Edmonton Oilers at this point in the Stanley Cup Final, looking for their fourth consecutive Cup win and what would be their 16th straight win in a playoff series. And look, I don't have to tell hockey fans how loaded this Edmonton Oilers team was. You go up and down this roster, Paul Coffey, Hall of Famer, Glenn Anderson, Yari Curry, Kevin Lowe, Mark Messier, uh, certainly some guy named Wayne Gretzky, uh, lots of very talented players in this lineup, but the Islanders, of course, had their dynasty team and an unbelievable roster, deep, experienced, and ready to go. In the final game of that series, Andy Moog was the goaltender for the Oilers. Billy Smith in net for the Islanders. Islanders won game one in Edmonton. Oilers did have home ice advantage for this series. Billy Smith with a shutout. Islanders win game one, two to nothing. They double the Oilers output in game two, a six to three victory at the Northlands Coliseum. Game three back at the Nassau Coliseum, a 5-1 Islanders win, and that sets up the stage for game four. Also at the Nassau Coliseum, a chance for the Islanders to become the first team to win four straight Stanley Cups since the Montreal Canadiens did it from 1976 to 1979. Midway through the first period, Dave Lumley of Edmonton called for interference, and the Islanders take advantage. Brian Trottier, his eighth goal of the playoffs on the power play. Clark Gillies and Mike Bossy with the assist. So the trio grand line striking on the power play. And then 43 seconds later, the Islanders double that lead. John Tonelli, his seventh of the playoffs. Bob Nystrom setting up that goal at 11.45. And then... 54 seconds later, Mike Bossy, his 17th goal of the playoffs, Brian Trottier with the assist at 12.39, and just like that, in a minute and 37 seconds, the Islanders have a 3 to nothing advantage. The second period, the Oilers managed to get back into it. Wayne Gretzky taking matters into his own hands makes a beautiful pass to set up Yari Curry for his eighth goal of the playoffs. That was only 35 seconds into period two. And then in the last minute of the second period, Mark Messier gets his 15th goal of the playoffs. Lee Fogelin and Paul Coffey are credited with the assist at 1939. 
and it's a 3-2 hockey game, but here's the thing. The momentum at this point squarely with the Oilers, and again, you have that dangerous situation where Edmonton scores a goal in the last minute of the period, and that really sort of tilts things. You go into the locker room with a lot of momentum if you're the Edmonton Oilers. Well, here's where the Islanders' coaching, experience, and basically their cool under pressure, their ability to play well in the clutch, all came into play. They managed to hold this great Edmonton Oilers team at bay, would not allow another goal, and then Ken Morrow ices it. An empty net goal, unassisted, his fifth of the playoffs at 18:51, and the Islanders go on to a 4-2 victory. Brian Trottier and Mike Bossy, each one goal and one assist to lead the Islanders' attack. Bobby Nystrom and John Tonelli were both plus twos in this game. Bossy gets what is credited with the Stanley Cup winning goal. And as far as shots on goal were concerned, three Islanders tied for the lead with four. That would be Mike Bossy, Brent Sutter, and John Tanelli. Ken Morrow, Dennis Potvan each added three shots apiece. The Islanders took 26 shots on goal in this one, as did the Edmonton Oilers. But Billy Smith Coming up big, 24 saves, a 9.23 save percentage, and the New York Islanders capture their fourth and to date final Stanley Cup with a four game sweep over the Edmonton Oilers back in 1983. The Cup clinched on May 17, 1983, and that is our look at the Islanders' time machine. Good times for the New York Islanders, and, you know, so many of the, uh, you know, guys remember Bossy and Gillies and Trottier and Goring, but, you know, a lot of the role players also contributed a lot to the Islanders' success. Billy Carroll, fourth-line center and penalty killer. Gord Lane, steady defenseman. Dave Longevin, Anders Kaller, Wayne Merrick, uh, the Sutter brothers, Brent and Dwayne, all of these guys may not have generated a lot of headlines, may not be names that people who aren't old enough to remember are very familiar with, but these guys all contributed mightily to the New York Islanders' success and to their fourth straight Stanley Cup win. I want to wish everybody a very good and safe weekend. Hopefully things continue to trend in the right direction Stay safe, everybody. This wraps up the weekend edition of Locked on Islanders. We'll be back Monday with more great Islanders news and content. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NHL for a national perspective on the world of hockey. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, everybody. And of course, let's go Islanders.